This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. This is Freedom in Jesus, Part 5. Amen. How many people have been getting something out of these messages? And uh, today is Freedom to Forgive. Freedom to Forgive. We have Freedom to Forgive. I know some of you now, you're thinking about... Who do I need to forgive in here? Amen. And, uh, you know, we're in a battle today and the battle is over, you know, how we think and, and our minds and our attitudes. And, and we need to understand that, that the enemy is doing everything he can to, to come against us and to steal the word. And, uh, and one of the ways that he does steal the word is through offense. And, you know, that was actually, you know, anybody ever read uh, the parable of the sower? Jesus talks about four soils. On the parable of the sower, and the first soil did not had, had uh, did not understand the word, so they they didn't receive anything. They didn't get saved. But the second soil receives the word with joy, but then persecutions comes in because of the word's sake, and they get offended. So that second soil is the offended person, and what the Bible says is actually they back out of church, they back out of God. Amen. And we can get offended and, and we need to be very careful that we're not um, allowing offense to turn into unforgiveness. And so we have, so I'm talking to you about that today because I think that if you're not offended right now, you probably will be t- offended tomorrow. <laughs> In other words, you might be doing good right now, but there's going to always be an opportunity. Uh, you may love me now, but wait until I step on your toes and we'll see how much you love me after I step on your toes. Amen. So we've been looking at um, this month, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 6, as, as, you know, a primary scriptures or scripture that we've been standing against uh, strongholds. And it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 6, says the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they are divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And we take captivity every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we were ready to punish every act of disobedience once our obedience is complete. So we have supernatural weapons. And, you know, the word of God is a supernatural weapon. The Bible says it's more sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to divide soul and spirit, marrow and bone, judge the very intents of our heart. So it's not just the word of God that's powerful, but we have the Holy Spirit. And so that, that's our divine weapons against the enemy. We have the word of God that will lead us and guide us, you know, uh, in our daily walk. And we have the Holy Spirit that will lead us and guide us into all truth. And so when you have the Holy Spirit leading you, it's going to be hard for you to get off track. Amen. Amen. And the Holy Spirit always leads us in line with God's word. Amen, Amen on that. So, so praise God. So we're talking about exposing uh, lies, and we're going to talk about the process of forgiveness. Again, many people carrying some type of unforgiveness in their hearts. If, if you're holding a grudge, you're dealing with some kind of unforgiveness. If you have some bitterness in you, you you're dealing with some kind of unforgiveness. If, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? It, it, there, there are a lot of negative consequences to unforgiveness. Ill will towards somebody might be a problem with unforgiveness. Amen. So, so Jesus said, really, in the end days, the love of many will draw, will, 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 will become cold, will grow cold. And uh, the love of many will grow cold. And he said that it's impossible for our offenses not to come. 
So, again, Jesus said that offenses will come, but we don't have to stay in an offense. Amen. And so let's let's look at something here. Let's look at Ephesians four and we're going to look at Ephesians four, twenty nine through thirty two. And this is the Apostle Paul. And he's talking to the church of Ephesus here, but he's also talking to us, too. And it's amazing that 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 he directs us to really walk in love. You know, that's that's the key to our walk. How will they know that? That we are Christians. They will know us by our love. Amen. And so in Ephesians 4, 29 through 32, it says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary of edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. That's powerful. You know, in other words, before we speak, are we, you know, what, what Paul is saying is our words should build up and not tear down. And it's edification means to build up, to edify, to build up. So our words need to be used to edify instead of tear down. You know, when something negative happens to us, a lot of times we want to talk about it. And we want to talk to people about it. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so he's saying, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good, necessary for edification, for building up, that may impart grace to the hearers. And, you know, there's going to be people... That, that you're going to be around that's going to want to, you know, t- talk to you about their negativity. You need to let them know that your ears aren't trash cans. Amen. You may want to change the subject. You don't need to focus on negativity because negativity breeds more negativity. Amen. And he says, do not. This is really powerful. It says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And this is powerful, too, because I don't know about you, but I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Amen. I, I want the Holy Spirit, you know, it's, the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Grace. Yes. And so if we're grieving the Holy Spirit, there's not going to be too much grace in our life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Have you gone home? See, the Holy Spirit's called the Spirit of Grace. So I don't want to offend the Holy Spirit because I need as much grace. I need as much Spirit of Grace. In my life is possible. Amen. So how, how do we grieve the Holy Spirit? How do we do that? Well, it, it says the next verse says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor and evil speaking. Is Paul talking to a church here? <laughs> you know, I'm thinking it, it, that sounds more like unbelievers to me. I don't know how he can be writing this to the church because we're not like that, are we? OK, well, I'll keep reading. Uh, Amen. We're not like that, are we? No, we're not like that. Let all bitterness. In other words, we have the capacity to walk in bitterness. We have the capacity. We have the ability to walk in wrath. We have the ability to walk in anger. Uh, We have the ability that, you know, we have a tongue that we can speak evil. Amen. And it says here, put away with all malice. What does that word malice means? Malice means the intent to hurt. Has anybody ever did anything to you and uh, you wanted to come back at them? Come on. Am I in the right church today? Have you ever wanted to come back? They say something to you. You say something back to them. I got my hair cut yesterday. How does it look? But anyway, uh, I got my hair cut, but she cut it too short in the back. And, um, you know, I have I I like it uh, on the hairline. I don't want it cut up like a military. But anyway, 
Uh, and I've been going to her for a long time, and she cut it really too short in back. So she showed me the mirror. I said, and, and I'm an honest person. I said, you cut it too short in the back. And, uh, you know, I guess I shouldn't have said anything, you know. <laughs> At least she didn't cut my ears off, right? But anyway, uh, but, I, but I, I was honest. I just said, you, you, normally I said, next time, leave it at the hairline because my hair grows really fast in the back. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here? But anyway, you ladies probably don't know what I'm talking about. But as I was walking out, she said, you've got baggy pants. <laughs> and so... Anyway, she said, she, she, I, I was wearing jeans. I thought they looked good, but I lost some weight. And so my pants were baggy. And she said, baggy pants, baggy pants in the nitwits. And so I, she said, you know, she, but, but I didn't take it as a negative. You know, she just said, you know, you can show off your body better with, with, with uh, jeans that fit anyway. And so um, anyway, I didn't take it personally, but I could have. You know, sometimes I think people, I, I really didn't think she said that out of malice. I really think she was being helpful. That, that's, that's, that's my, uh, really. I, I, you know, I want somebody, if I have something that doesn't look right, and, I, and I'm very conscious of how I look to the public, because I am a minister and I want to look good. Um, I think she was be, giving me uh, uh, <laughs> good information. Amen. Good information. Hallelujah. But uh, but 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 I don't think she's saved. But anyway, um, what am I saying? I'm saying that, that sometimes when somebody says something to you that hurts your feelings, you want to say something back to them. Isn't that right? Isn't that just human nature? And, and so, you know, and she did everything else right. It's just that she just gave me a military cut in the back. Amen. And so and so we got to be very careful that we're not, you know, <laughs> tit for tat. Amen. That you do something to me, I'm going to do something to you. And that's human nature. Praise God. Um, it says here, be uh, now he says, let all bitterness, wrath and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And then he says here and that's a conjunction here. And he says, be kind to one another. Now he's telling the church, he's telling us, which is interesting, you have to tell the church to be kind. I mean, I'm thinking, we're a church. We are always kind, aren't we? We walk in love. We're different than the world. But he's saying to the church, now this is Paul, he's saying, be kind. Then he's saying to one another, he says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted. Amen. Amen. Forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So this is powerful because he's, he's comparing the fact that, you know, we should be forgiving others as Christ has forgiven us. Amen. But see, this is the problem, I think. Can I get out of my chair? This is the problem, I think, um, with some of us is that we haven't done anything wrong in a while. In other words, we've been living our life pretty good. In other words, we're not out there sinning. We're not out there cussing and chewing. We, we're, we've, we've got the Christian thing down to a point, And we haven't repented to the Lord for in, in, in months because we, we're doing everything right. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And so what I'm saying to you today is sometimes when we're in this Christian walk, we can get, we can get a self-righteous heart. Thinking that we're, that, that 
And what we tend to do is we look down at a brother and sister that sins because you would never do that. You might do something worse. Hello. You might that you know, you don't know. See, a lot of times we don't realize this is that we don't know what other people are dealing with. And we and we haven't walked in their shoes. And so you don't know, they may have done something wrong, but you don't know the demonic warfare that they've been under. And maybe they are doing better than what you would do if you had that same demonic warfare attacking you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so what am I saying to you today? We need to think about how Christ has forgiven us. And even though we may have been saved even at a young age and we do things right, your sin still put Jesus on the cross, Amen. big or small. And we don't want to forget that, that, you know, even the littlest sins put Jesus on the cross. Amen. Well, Pastor, I didn't, haven't sinned that much. Yeah, for those that are forgiven much, they love much. Hello. So, so we got to be very careful that we're not, you know, having a self-righteous heart like that Pharisee that prayed thus with himself. Remember that Pharisee that Jesus talked about? There was two people. There was the Pharisee and the, and, and the, uh, the, the publican. And the publican, you know, said, Lord, forgive me, a sinner. And Jesus said, that man went away justified. And, and the Pharisee said, look at me. I, I do all these good things for you, God. I tithe. I, I, I'm not like that guy over there, you know. So we don't want to be like that. Amen. Amen. In other words, we, we want to have a heart of mercy. Now, now, there was a guy that was in the Corinthian church and the Corinthian church was a church that, that Paul established and it was uh, sort of a carnal church. The, the, the Corinthian church had a lot of carnality because of the city they were in. They, they had, you know, legal prostitution and they had all this stuff. They, they worshiped uh, 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 goddess Diana. I was going to say Princess Diana, but uh, <laughs> I guess some people worship her. But anyway... The, the, the goddess Diana and it was a prostitute shrine and all that. And so there was this one guy that was having sexual relations with his with his father's wife, his stepmother in the church. And, uh, and the way the church is really related to one another is they would write a letter and Paul would receive the letter from the church. And then Paul would write a letter back to 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 help them and navigate some issues in the church. And so they wrote a letter and they said, well, this is happening in the church, but they weren't doing anything about it. It was almost OK. So they they got this forgiveness thing, which is fine to forgive. But if somebody's actively sinning in the church, they're going to have to be disciplined. You, you know, in other words, if they're glorifying in their sin and they're committing adultery or fornication and they're and, and, and they're doing things wrong and you talk to them and they keep doing things wrong, you're going to have to have some discipline in the church. And Paul talked to them about that in the first letter, which was in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. He talked about you guys need to discipline this person because, you know, and, and repent. So they did. And, they, and obviously they, they, you know, the, the major discipline is to kick him out of the church and, 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 and act like he's a sinner. Amen. Because he's out there sinning. But then in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6 through 11, Paul Gets another letter from them saying this guy's repentant and they weren't too sure about letting him back in to the to the to the church. And so he talks to them and he says, 
In 2 Corinthians 2, 6-11, it says, This punishment which was afflicted by the majority is sufficient for such a man. So the punishment that they, that they, they gave him, which was possibly kicking him out of church, was sufficient. So then he says, On the contrary, you ought to rather to forgive and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one be swallowed up with too much sorrow. So, so I'm going to say this. Whenever we repent and we come back to the Lord, the enemy will come against us in condemnation. And condemnation, you're like, you look what you did. You know, you're never going to be able to live this down. You know, the whole church knows your sin. You know, you think you're going to make it to heaven. You know, that's how the enemy works. He works on a spirit of condemnation. And he will try to condemn you. You know, he will get you to try to do some sinning. He'll, he'll try to draw you into it because that's what the devil does. And he, and he will say, nobody will know. And then once you do it, then he... Then he, then he has everybody knows. He blows the whistle and he tries to get your sin exposed to people. So, so here, uh, Paul's saying that, you know, he could be, you know, caught too much. Or in other words, you can be so condemned, you'll, you know, you, the spirit of condemnation come on a believer where you feel like, you know, there's no hope. And condemnation is never from God. See, it's conviction. God operates through with us through conviction, he will convict us. Conviction means there's a way out. Amen. And with God, there's always look at your neighbor. There's a way out. Amen. There is a way out. Glory to God with God. It's called the blood of Jesus. It's called it's called first John one nine. Confess your sins. And God is faithful and he is righteous to forgive you of some sins. All sins. And this sin that he was, that this guy was, you know, I mean, was a pretty bad sin. And, and, and I, you know, that's a bad sin. But, but that just tells you the bigness of God's grace. So God's grace is, is bigger than adultery. God's grace is bigger than fornication. God's grace is bigger than, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Where sin abounds, the Bible says, the grace of God abounds more. So, 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 so we need to understand that. And so, so he says, therefore, I urge you to reaffirm your love to him. Uh, you know what? You know, so, so he told the congregation, Paul said to the Corinthian church, bring him back in, love on him and let him know that he's OK because he's repentant and turned back to God. Amen. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said he will leave the, uh, the ninety nine to look for the one that is lost. Jesus was interested in the lost. He was thankful for the 99 righteous, but God is always interested in that lost person. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So he says, therefore, I urge you to reaffirm your love to him. And one of the ways that you prove, this is really good. You may want to tweet this. One of the ways we prove our love for one another, the the proving of our love for one another is to forgive one another. See, see, your love is not going to be proved if, if it's not going to be under any kind of proving until somebody does something wrong to you, until somebody steps on your toe, until somebody hurts you. Amen. See, that's a proving of love. The proving of our love. Think about this. Our love is proved when we forgive. Amen. Amen? Because the world doesn't forgive. The world wants justice. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? The world wants that scoundrel fired. They want justice. 
They want, that, you know, they want the person in jail. The world has no mercy. But I love God because he has mercy. You know, the Bible says that mercy triumphs over judgment. You're going to have to prove your love to your spouse by forgiving your spouse. Oh, Pastor, you had to go there. You have to prove your love to your children by forgiving your children. They prove their love to you by forgiving you. Amen. There's no perfect parents. There's no perfect children. But we have to walk in love and forgiveness to one another. Amen. Amen. We need to walk in love and forgiveness to one another. And as we do that, we'll see the love of God in our hearts. Praise God. Now, let's let, let, let's zero in on this quickly. Let's look at what forgiveness is not. What forgiveness is not. Because I, I, I think some people want to forgive, but they don't know how to forgive. I, I think what it is, is we, we, we get offended and, and, we, and we get hurt, offended and offense. That goes on past sunset <laughs> turns into unforgiveness. The Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. So an offense that goes past sunset turns into unforgiveness. Would you, would you agree with me there? So in other words, we don't want to harbor ill will or bitterness. But then it will turn into a root of bitterness, Hebrews 12 and that root of bitterness will get us speaking negative and will cause other people to pick up that offense, too. One of the things one of the, one of it's bad for you to be offended with somebody, but but it's bad for you to be offended over somebody else that has been hurt. Have you have you ever had a loved one that was hurt by somebody and you're offended over that offense and that person could have forgave them and you're still mad as fire that they did that to someone you loved. Am I talking to the right group here today or have you gone home? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes we get offended because a loved one was treated wrong. And so we take up somebody else's offense. We don't want to be taking up somebody else. We want to pray for these people, but we don't want to take up an offense for somebody else. They could already have let it go. Amen. And you're not. Listen, you're not the righteous judge. You're, you don't have the ability to carry on somebody else's pain. Amen. Only God has that ability. Yes. So you don't have that ability to carry on somebody else's pain. So what, what forgiveness is not, okay? Forgiveness is not the compromise of morals. In other words, somebody does you morally wrong and you say, if I forgive them, they'll think what they've done is okay. Have you ever felt that way? If I let it go, then that that moral wrong, you know, they borrowed money from me. Mom, remind me, I owe you money. Um, <laughs> they never said anything about it. And now they're keeping my money and it's morally wrong. You know what I'm saying today? So I'm going to cut my relationship off. You know, when you're in unforgiveness, when you are. Because I almost cut my relationship off with my hairdresser. Okay, I won't go there, but um, I'm finding a new hairdresser. No, I'm kidding. But are you hear what I'm saying to you today? You know that you're in unforgiveness when you want to cut the relationship off. It's quiet in this Methodist church today. In other words, uh, uh, they're not going to see me. And you ever heard that word? They're dead. You're, you're dead to me. Have you ever heard that before? In other words, you act like that they do not exist. 
And if they're walking on one side, if you're walking on the same side of the street, you're going to move over to the other side of the street because they don't exist. We need to be very careful that we're not trying to avoid people because we have some hurt. Okay, I know you guys are checking yourself this morning. So, so, so again, if I forgive them, they will think what they've done is okay. That's, that, no, that, no, no, you don't forgive them for their sake. Hello. It's not for their sake that you forgive. It's for your sake. Amen. Amen. It's for your sake. It's not for their sake. It's really for your sake. You forgive them for your sake. Amen. Number two, forgiveness is not a uh, forgiveness. What forgiveness is not. It's not a violation of justice. If I forgive them, they are getting away with injustice. In other words, they're getting away with murder. They may not have murdered, but have you ever heard that? They're getting away with murder. I can't, I can't let that go. They're getting, listen, God was just when he forgave us. He sent his son Jesus to pay the price for our sins. Had Jesus beat to a point where he didn't even look like a man on the cross. Jesus, you know, received all kinds. He became sin, the Bible says. Jesus was made sin on that cross. He looked like a sinner on the cross. Amen. He looked bad. He, he, looked, he looked terrible. He looked like a sinner. Why? Because he became sin. But you know why he became sin? So that we can become righteous. He, in other words, he received the punishment of God on the cross and, and through his crucifixion so that we wouldn't have to be punished for our sin. Amen. So, so in other words, God was just and right to forgive us because he already paid the price through his son, Jesus. Amen. And I'm saying this to you today. Maybe what they did wasn't too righteous. Maybe it's injustice. You want justice to be a fight. God is a just God. Amen. And, and, and God is the one that the Bible says in, in, in Romans 12 that, that, you know, leave room for the wrath of God. In other words, God will repay back. Amen. You know, I think about that. I think about David, King David. And, you know, he had a uh, adulterous relationship with, with Bathsheba. And uh, that was Uriah's wife. And Uriah, uh, you know, was killed. Because David had him killed because, you know, he, David couldn't work out and keep it hidden. And so, but, you know, God judged him on that. And he had bloodshed in his house, in his family, and he had a lot of heartache. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, God's judgment is, is righteous judgment. And so because the seed that you sow today can be the harvest that you reap tomorrow. In other words, what goes around eventually will come around. And we need to be very careful that we're not sowing unforgiveness because the day that you want mercy, you may not get it. Okay, I'm preaching today. Because if you're holding on to unforgiveness and you want mercy someday, you may not get that mercy. Are you are you hearing what I'm saying today? I, I, I remember somebody bumped into my car one time and I gave him mercy. Amen. Uh, and then uh, I bumped into somebody's car and they gave me mercy. And then somebody opened the door on me and I gave them or it was a big scratch on my car. And, and, and it was in the parking lot and it was a, a special needs child that slammed the door open to my car. Bam! My car reverberated, you know. Oh, 
<laughs> you know, I, have you ever been there? And it had a big mark about this. That's where I, I put a pin and put mercy on it. You know, I, I let it go because it was just, a, a, you know, that, that's how it goes sometimes. And we need to be merciful. Look at your neighbor and say, be merciful. So for, uh, number three, forgiveness is not avoiding conflict. A lot of people think I, I don't want to confront the situation, so I'm just going to let it go. But if, if, if there's a pain attached to the action that the person done, it's hard to let it go. Amen. And I'm going to say this. Sometimes you need to talk to the person. Amen. The Bible actually says if somebody does you wrong, go to them and talk to them about it. Why? Listen, they may not even think they're wrong, but at least you get it off your chest. But do it in love and not out of anger. I don't like what you did to me. You don't want to come out like that. But you need to come in a heart of meekness towards her and say, listen, you know what you said that uh, about me being too fat the other day or what you said about me having baggy pants. Um, You know, you hear what I'm saying? I I, kind of took that a little personally and. um, and, what, and like my wife said, what is she doing looking at your behind anyway? Okay. <laughs> my wife got into it. I said, I said, Yin, you're going to have to talk to her because you're offended too. You know, but I'm a, I'm a good looking guy. They, if they look, they look. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, uh, so forgiveness is not avoiding conflict. <laughs> Amen. And so we need to understand that. We need to go to them because if just burying it underneath, it will eventually come back up. Amen. It will. I'm telling you, you what's going to if you keep. OK, they keep doing it. They keep doing it. And you keep pushing it down. Pretty soon you're going to blow a stack because you never talk to them about. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? And you're going to blow your stack because it was a lot that was done. But you should have talked to them before you blew your stack. If I'm talking to anybody today. Now, forgiveness is not trust. This is really good because I think sometimes you, 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 you forgive. You think you need to automatically trust the person. And that's not forgiveness. Forgiveness is not trusting, is, is not automatically trusting somebody that you forgive. In other words, you go in business with somebody and they steal your money. And but then, you know, they reconcile with you. They don't give you your money back. And uh, but they want to go back in business and they want you to put some more money in. Uh, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Amen. In other words, you don't have to go back in business when you can forgive them, but you don't have to trust them. Amen. Not at that point. Now, trust. Now, even in a relationship, if there's infidelity in the relationship and and the one of the spouses, they come clean, they get right, you know, they can have forgiveness by the other spouse, but I'm going to say this, that trust has to be rebuilt. Amen. Amen. So there's going to be a process of rebuilding trust in the relationship. Same thing if you're, you know, in any situation, a boss and a employee, if the employee's coming to late, late to work every day, you know, and, and you talk to them, you know, there's going to be, they're going to have to show that they're going to come on time. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so forgiveness is not trust. Uh, forgiveness is not the absence of pain. Amen. In other words, uh, you can forgive and still have pain. Amen. And, and what, and how do you do that? 
Well, the only way I believe that you can release the pain is by praying for those that despitefully use you. I'm talking about not praying that hellfire will fall on them, praying, not praying that God's judgment will send them to, to H-E double toothpicks. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you need to pray that their eyes be open to truth. That they, that, because, you know, a lot of people don't realize what they do. Jesus was on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They don't know that they were crucifying the king of kings and the Lord of lords. They didn't realize that Jesus could have called 10,000 angels and he could have tore up this planet and he could have left. But no, what held him on the cross was the love that he had for us. Jesus did not get offended by those that persecuted him. So, so it's not the absence of pain. Sometimes you have to pray in pain and, to, and keep praying for those until the pain of that, in, of that situation re, is removed, until God heals you of that. So, so you can be forgiven through that. Now, now what is forgiveness? You may ask. This is, now, I'm, I just gave you some things of what forgiveness is not, but what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is the release of debt. That's what forgiveness is. In other words, you feel that the person that did you wrong owes you something. So you feel that they owe you an apology. They, they, the money that they didn't pay back, they owe you. They need to pay that back. Uh, or they inflict some kind of emotional, you know, uh, Pain to you and it's value to you at 50 bucks. It's, it's a $50 pain. And so they so you want them to be you want them to pay and you want them to hurt as much as you hurt. Am I talking to anybody today? So 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 what do we do? We have to do two things. We have to release the account to God and we have to release the person to God. We have to release the account. I, I like what one person said. If somebody steals something from you, uh, go ahead and, and, and consider it as sowing to them and make that a seed that you can get blessed on. Turn whatever they stole into a seed and let them have it. In other words, Jesus said, if somebody steals your coat, give them your, give them your tunic as well, whatever that means. But. He said, in other words, if somebody wants to take a mile, you give them two miles. In other words, let them have it. And what, in other words, sow it into their lives and turn it into a blessing instead of a curse. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we release the account to God and we release the person to God. Now, uh, in Matthew uh, 18, 21 through 35, this is the, the story of the unforgiving steward. And here Peter came to Jesus and said to Jesus, I'm going to just paraphrase this because it's, I could read it, but I'm going to paraphrase it for you guys. Amen. Peter comes to Jesus and says, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. And Jesus says, up to seven times? Thinking that that's pretty good. In other words, your brother commits a sin against you. I think seven times is pretty strong. Me personally, they sin against you seven times. And Peter was saying, how long, how, how, how many times must I forgive seven times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, 
but up to 70 times 7. Ooh, man, that's a, that's a lot of forgiveness. When, when Jesus said that in another passage, what the, the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. <laughs> they actually said, they yelled out, Lord, you don't know what, we've been, what I've been, the knuckleheads that I've been dealing with. You just don't know. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Increase our faith. You know, it takes faith to forgive. You, most people say, no, it takes love to forgive. Yeah, it does take love, but it really takes faith. Faith is an action. So, so it actually takes faith to pray for those that wrong you. So, so, so Jesus is talking, talk, then Jesus wants to you know, tell a parable about, uh, about a certain king in a kingdom that had accounts. And this one servant owed this king like, like a million dollars. And the king was going to go ahead and throw him in jail and his family until it's paid off. And so the, you know, the servant drops down on his knees, begs the king for forgiveness. Please forgive me over this debt. And the king feels sorry, has remorse, you know, feels sorry for the, for the uh, servant and, and decides to give him mercy. And he, he drops the, the million dollar debt. Boy, wouldn't that be good if you had the credit cards and the creditors came to you? We're just gonna, if you could just beg them, please release me from the debt. I don't know, maybe you need to try that. But anyway, <laughs> you never know. Uh, but anyway, so, so, so the story goes with a man and he's walking down the street free as a bird. His family's free. Everybody's, and he sees a, a, a person that he knows on the street, and that guy owes him $10. Uh, well, let's put it $100. That'd make it a little bit more. 100 bucks. And he sees the guy, and that guy owed him $100, but you know, the guy did not pay him and was taking his time. So he grabs that, this guy that he knows that owes him $100 by the throat and starts choking him. Think about this. He starts choking him and saying, pay back my money. And the guy begs him, please, please, I will, please give me more time. I will, please give me more time. He said, no, you don't have any more time. I'm throwing you in jail. And so, and so some of the king's servants saw this and went back to the king that forgave this guy of the million dollars. So they brought this guy back. And he said, you wicked servant. You know, you, I forgave you of so much. But you couldn't let that go. In other words, you know, what do we forgive people? I mean, really, we're supposed to forgive people over everything. Somebody say everything. everything. No matter what it is. Amen. No matter what they've done. We have to forgive them over everything. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? You know, there's people that may have, may have got raped and or, you know, something that bad. And uh, and it's hard for the and, and they and they say, I'm tormented by this guy that did this to me. You know, the, the woman might say, but I will say this. They're not tormented by that act that happened. They're tormented by the unforgiveness that they're not releasing. Can I say that again? The torment is really is coming from the unforgiveness we're not letting go of. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, uh, when when he when the. King said, throw him in jail and let the tormentors torment this guy. I didn't hit on that. 
So when, we're, when we don't forgive, there, there's going to be torment that's going to come our way. And it may be in a, in a various different ways. So some people do, get sick and, and they can't seem to get their healing. And one of the reasons why is because they won't forgive. And it blocks the blessing. It's a blessing blocker. It blocks the blessing of God. Amen. From, from, from the blessings of God from coming to us. It, it blocks the blessings. Amen. So, so, so what did Jesus say in the Lord's Prayer? He said, Father, you know, he says, our Father, which are in heaven, and he said, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So that's in the Lord's Prayer. You know, remember Stephen? Stephen was the first martyr in the church and, and he was a, a deacon and he was preaching and the Pharisees were there and he was preaching and he, and he preached a long sermon. And uh, then he said, you know, he kind of compared the Pharisees with the people of old that rejected God and and that and that killed the prophets. And he he was kind of compared. Well, he was he was comparing the Pharisees to these people. He was saying, you Pharisees are just like the people of old. You Pharisees are hard hearted and and stiff neck. And uh, he started and the Pharisees got and and the people, they got mad. They, the Bible says they started gritting their teeth and they took up stones to stone Stephen. Now, Stephen was under the anointing. The Bible it says that when he was under the anointing, he had like a face of an angel. And so he was preaching and he said, you're stiff necked like your fathers of old. And they took up stones. Listen, people think, well, Jesus walked in love. He never offended anybody. Say what? Jesus offended lots of people. His first sermon, he, got, he almost got thrown off the cliff. His first sermon, he said, you know, I'm the one that's, gonna, that's coming to set the captives free. I'm the one. I'm the man. And they said, what? And they tried to throw Jesus off the cliff. You know, Jesus is called the rock of offense. He's the chief cornerstone, but he's the, he's, he's the rock that, that, they, that people stumble over. Because when you mention Jesus, he's perfect. Amen. When you mention Jesus, he's the only guy that went to the cross. Amen. When you mention, I mean, you can mention Buddha, you mention Muhammad, you can mention Zay, but nobody went to the cross but Jesus. I mean, his level of sacrifice for mankind was awesome. Amen. Amen. When you mention Jesus, people back off. Amen. When you mention, why? Because the love that Jesus showed to people, Father, Forgive them, for they know not what they do, glory to God. And when, when Stephen was preaching, you know, it's one thing to forgive somebody. But the next level and the higher level than just forgiving is praying that God will forgive them. Because Jesus did not just say, Lord, I, I forgive you guys. Because you don't know what No, he said, Father, forgive them. In other words, Jesus interceded. For the people that were doing them wrong. When you start interceding and praying for those that done you down and dirty. Yes, I said it. Down and dirty. Then, then that's, that, that's another level of faith. That's where God wants us to be at. He wants us to pray for peace and blessings and, and, and the people's eyes to be open. Because eventually they're going to reap what they sow. People don't know what they do. They think they... You, you think, oh, they knew what they... No, they don't know that they're, they're going to reap what they sow. And there is a judgment day 
we're all going to stand, uh, you know, uh, we're going to stand in front of the Lord Jesus to give an account of our lives. There is a judgment day. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So don't think that people are just going to get away with what they do. It will come back around. Amen. I remember a guy did me down and dirty one time and stole some money. And, and this was years ago. This was when I was a, a student in Bible college. And this guy you know, swindled me out of some money. And I, I, once I gave the money to him, I realized this guy worked me over. Have you ever been, you, you, you did something nice and then you realize they worked me over on this. They saw me as a sucker. And once I did, it was like, I did something wrong. Like the guy worked me. And I said to him, I said, man, you worked me over, man. I, I, once I, he said, well, you have to forgive me. <laughs> he was in Bible school. You have to forgive me. But he didn't bother giving me my money back. I was mad at that guy for years. I, 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 I'd go to, to, to our special conferences that we have a couple times a year. And this guy, one year... I kept passing. I mean, there's over thousands of people in this conference and I keep bumping into this guy. God, why am I keep bumping into this guy that did me down and dirty? And he came to me. He said, man, I've been through so much in my life and I had a heart attack and all this. And I said, good for you, man. (laughs) I didn't say that, but, you know, I was thinking, man, you finally got yours, you know. But, you know, in other words, people will end up if they don't walk in love and they're taking advantage and they're swindling people. Eventually, it'll come back around. Now, 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 let me say this, uh, that that we need to just take this is the takeaway from this. Forgiveness releases people of debt. Forgiveness releases people to God and forgiveness releases us from tormentors. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And that is the key. I'm telling you, when you learn to walk in love and forgiveness, I'm telling you, you will walk in the grace and the mercy of God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you this morning and we just thank you for your mercies, for your goodness and for your love. And Father God, I just thank you, Lord God, that you're helping us to forgive. You're helping us to let it go. And Father God, I just thank you that for those that have been hurt in here, that, that you're, you're helping them just to let it go and allow you to work in their lives. Perhaps you're here today and you, you, you need forgiveness. You need forgiveness of a wonderful Savior. Maybe you're watching online and, and you've never asked God to forgive you. Well, today is the day of salvation. If you're ready to move forward in this and receive your debts paid in full, just say this after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I repent of sin and I turn to you. Receive me today. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 